0: Welcome to Global Truth Center. So, I'm looking for a song to start Forgiveness Month. So, I put in Forgiveness... And what comes up is this song. So I listened to it, and I liked it, and I printed it out, and I started playing with it on the guitar, at the piano. And then I decided I didn't want to do it, for some strange reason. So I let the week go by. Now I still don't have a song. So I decide to go through the archives of the Global Truth Center and see, is there a song that's been sung that Thor can cut out and we will show it? And of course, I went to look for some of Nora's songs and I went to look at some of the things Will has sung. And all of a sudden, I find this song having been sung by Barbara Shane. And I'm like, what? I don't remember this song. And so I watched it and then realized I was off that day. And Reverend Nancy was the minister that day. So I had never spoken to this song. And listening to Barbara sing it is what made me want to sing it, how she identified this song. And so I brought it to Adam and and literally on Friday and said, this is the song I'd like to sing. Um, Now, as I went through it and we learned the song, I looked at it again in terms of the lyrics. And there was a lyric that stuck out to me. And it's this. Forgiveness can even set a prisoner free. Now, here's the interesting thing. It didn't rhyme. When you hit that part of the song, it kind of... Doesn't come out of your mouth like a song would. The lyrics, it kind of is like that's not rhyming with anything. Nothing's rhyming here. But somehow he wanted to say it can even set a prisoner free. So I looked it up to see where the song came from, why he wrote the song. And hmm, <clears throat> he wrote the song because of a story about a woman whose. 20-year-old daughter had been hit by a drunk driver and died. And I just was kind of slayed and stopped in my space there. And so then I went on to watch the interview with the mother. And what she did was she went to court. He had been given 22 years in prison for vehicle manslaughter. And he went to prison. And two years into having lost her daughter, which is exactly where I am, and two years, um, she went back to court, and she asked for lenience. And she asked for, she said she had forgiven this person and that she wanted him to be released because there was nothing good to come from this by imprisoning someone else. She had become close to the family, and... um, Apparently, everyone in the court was crying, including the judge, who said nothing like that had ever happened in his whole time. And he commuted the sentence. And the man was released. And now he is very close to the family. And watching that story, you will not believe what I'm about to tell you, but it is the absolute truth. Um, As I was working this week, right now I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of finishing, editing my book, The Five Questions. And I decided to turn The Five Questions into the five days I spent in the hospital with Nora while she passed, because I used them the whole time. And so I've been editing the book, and as I was sitting at my table on Friday, I think it was Friday, maybe Thursday, um, I get a text. I'm already in an emotional state, and I'm writing my book, and I get a text from Pat, Nora's mother. And she writes to me, and she says, I have decided to forgive the young girl who hit Nora, and I am going to tell the district attorney I no longer want to proceed with this charge against this girl who's 18. And she said, because (sighs) I know Nora would want that. Now, here's the thing. I forgave her. I actually never had anything in my heart against this girl because pretty quickly I understood that the 18 year old who was intoxicated, who hit Nora, was going to live without the rest of her life. And I also knew that Nora, similar to me, could not hold anything against someone making a really bad choice. But what will come out of that going forward in the world? So. Just think about that with this song. I picked up this song. I said no to it. It came back to me. I said yes to it. I decided to research it. And then out of nowhere, Nora's mother says, and I wrote her back and said, I am so happy to hear this for you, not for Nora, for you to let go of this thing. Because this young 18-year-old could have gone away for a very long time. And her life could have been ruined as opposed to perhaps salvaged and helped. So we're talking about forgiveness this whole month. And I know, I know that I'm starting the month off with an extraordinarily heavy story. And as I sat in my room this morning at 6 a.m., I'm laying in bed thinking, do I want to share this? And of course (laughs) um, I hear this voice in my head saying to grow a pair again. And I was like, got it, Nora. I will grow a pair and go tell this story. And I know I'll get through it because I feel good about it. I feel good about this concept of forgiveness being something that releases you. This, oh, could you go back to the forgiveness sign, please, Thor? No, no. Oh, is that the song? Uh, Well, that's cute, too. But could you go back to the forgiveness uh, slide? the one we do for the theme of the month. When you get there, you'll see. Okay, see, this to me is what forgiveness is all about. And I think what we don't realize is that we are in these chains. Even as free as we think we are, there are things that we have not forgiven that are still holding us back. Look at this. If you think about, if you had closed that piece of paper and here you are behind this massive wall that you think you're protected by, what you're not getting is the greatness of life because there's something that you're still holding back. Ernest Holmes says this, in explaining divine forgiveness by using Matthew, he uses Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 and 22. He says this, life holds nothing against us. Now just think about that. No one's holding anything against you. No one's doing anything to you. No one has done anything to you, even though you think they have and you can prove it. And I love that line in there when it says, even though the jury and the judge says that you have something to hold a grudge on, don't. Even though you can prove all of this, don't. Because as Ernest Holmes says, life holds nothing against us. He says, what a load is dropped from the shoulders of personal responsibility when we realize that the eternal mind holds naught against anyone, meaning holds nothing against anyone. God, that thing that you are, it holds nothing against you. There is nothing for you to be forgiven for. My growing up a Catholic was all about being forgiven. I was a sinner, sinner, sinner. And boy, did I sin and I had a great time, (laughs) but I sinned and it was all about forgiving those sins. And I walked around my whole life with those chains on me. I'm a gay man for God's sake. God hates me. God cannot forgive me for falling in love with Kevin Bailey. That's unforgivable. It is unforgivable. Well, not anymore. The Pope has changed that for us all. Thank God, Pope Francis. But that's how I grew up, that's what I, there's, those were the chains. There was no forgiving me. So I had to walk around in this consciousness of being the unforgiven. And it's actually in the Bible, Matthew, that says, no, 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 the eternal mind holds not against anyone. So, going back to these lyrics, show me how to love the unlovable. Show me how to reach the unreachable. Help me now to do the impossible. Forgive. Well, love the unlovable, to reach the unreachable, kind of feels like where we're going on Tuesday at our election, doesn't it? We live in a country where it's impossible to love the other side for some people. It is impossible to reach the other side, but when you say reach the other side, you mean turn them into your perspective. You know, and then the last thing, help me now to do the impossible. Well, you know what? It feels like it's almost impossible to enter into this election day with an open heart, a free heart, believing and knowing and realizing and understanding that our lives will unfold perfectly regardless of the outcome of this election and that there is a divine pattern moving through it all that will make sure it's exactly what is needed at this time and I do not put a... a, a presidential candidate's name on that answer. So much so that this center is going to hold an all-day meditation, not about one candidate or the other, lest anyone think that, but a full day of keeping our minds clear that life is unfolding perfectly and that love will absolutely be at the center of this entire election season. I have two quotes here And I want to tell you there are two quotes because I don't want you, after I read the first quote, to get all angry. Wait for the second quote. Wait till they're both done. Then you can realize what I'm trying to say. So here are two quotes. This first one is a quote that I have heard a number of times, and it was on Facebook. And it says this, you can't be in new thought and vote for Trump. It is impossible to be a metaphysician, to understand God in a certain way, and vote for Trump. That's number one. Today in the LA Times, there's a minister who decided he could no longer vote for Donald Trump, and yet everyone in his congregation did, so he quit. But there was someone on that side that said, as though there are sides, you can't be a good Christian and be a Democrat. So when you look at, you cannot be in new thought and vote for Trump. You can't be a good Christian and vote for Biden. What are we to do with that? How are we to look at this and understand our world that we live in when a woman can go to court to have her daughter's killer released from a forgiving heart? How dare we sit in the middle of an election season and throw pejoratives across an aisle? How, I don't think you can be in metaphysics and not stay open to all of it. I don't think you can be truly understanding what God is without keeping an open heart and forgiveness. And I don't mean forgiveness as though anyone's done anything wrong, but to keep your heart open in a way that allows everyone to find their way. And I'm sorry if it's not finding their way quick enough for you, but they, everyone gets to find their own way, including me, including us. So, the lyrics, it'll clear the bitterness away. There's a lot of bitterness going on in the world right now. Forgiveness, he says in this song, will clear the bitterness away. It can even set a prisoner free. There's no end to what the power of forgiveness can do. So let it go and be amazed by what you see through the eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really frees is you. So the title of my talk today, and I know you're gonna to have to fly through a bunch of them, Thor. No, you didn't, good for you. Where's the key? Great, great slide there. Where is the key? So as I said, our true selves are locked away behind this wall of unforgiveness, this wall of separation, this major barrier we've put up where we don't see the truth of who we are, and we don't forgive ourselves even for so much that we have done up to this point in our lives. So there was a video that Nora did, let your God out. And I know I showed it at her service and it's on online and it's actually in my book for people to go find. Um, That's the key. You know, when I say, where's the key, we need to find the key. We need to find that thing in us that shows us who we are, which comes with forgiveness. It comes with only love. It comes with having forgiven everything. And yes, it comes with remembering who you are. And that's why I always say, just go to remember who you are. The other two are covered. That's the key, the absolute key. So this month I want you to really take our theme seriously. Take it to heart. And I want you to ask yourself, what do I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? Let those answers come up. This is not just some little exercise at a seven steps to this type of meeting. This is a life journey. It's an important question to ask. Who do I need to forgive? The answer may be yourself. Once that's done, keep checking that cauldron. Keep going back there and asking the question. It's like you walk into a... All right, who else? Who else needs forgiveness here in my mind, in my heart? Who do I need to forgive? What do I need to forgive? Mark Twain says this. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds. On the heel that crushed it. Isn't that beautiful? Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that crushed it. And the Dalai Lama says exactly what Liza was talking about. He says, forgiveness should be part of our daily lives. This is not a, I've forgiven everything and now I move on. No, in the next hour you may... Decide someone's not worthy of your forgiveness and not even notice where you just suddenly are holding it in. Resentments, anger, whatever shows up, if it's there, it needs to be forgiven. Forgiven, meaning it needs to step into that area where its purpose is for you to give it love. That is what forgiven means. That you are bringing in the capacity of love to heal whatever is going on. I want to close today with uh, Maya Angelou. She says this You can't forgive without loving. And I don't mean sentimentally, she says. I don't mean mush. I love Maya Angelou. She says, I mean having enough courage to stand up and say, I forgive. I'm finished with it. So you've got this whole month ahead of you because we're starting on day one, November 1st. And in the words of Maya Angelou, I forgive. I'm finished with it. That's what forgiveness, true forgiveness is. If you have truly forgiven, you are done with it. If it comes back, you have not forgiven it. Those are big measures to go by. I forgive. I am finished with it. So let me just ask you today, what in your life do you need to be finished with? You know the answer. I know the answer. What do you need to be finished with, done with, What can you finally put away? Because I guarantee you, when you find that key, and you unlock that door, and you let go of everything that no longer serves you, you are gonna be so light. You are gonna find the richness of life that is yours to live. You are gonna find all that passion that you keep asking, where is it? You're gonna find all that creativity that you're constantly saying, I need to find my creativity. It's because it's hidden behind a wall of unforgiveness. There's stuff in there still weighing you down. The minute you decide to let it go, to just be done with it, be finished with it, and you can say, I forgive. And do me a favor, don't give me that, I forgive, but I won't forget. It means, (laughs) thank you, Liza. It means you kind of haven't forgiven. Okay, so I'm I'm not a big promoter of, I will forgive, but I won't forget. That means, no, you have not forgiven. It just means you're going to get off it for a bit, but you're not going to forget. You know what? Forget about it. Be done with it. Be finished with it. So in the final analysis of this whole story I told you, this is a very difficult month for me. It is the month of Nora's passing. It's the month of her accident. Um, It is the and it's so funny. I can hear her mother in my head, who's a safety person, who says, "We got to stop calling it an accident. It's not an accident. It was a collision." But her life is on purpose. So important for us to not consider all these things accidents. But it's a life on purpose. It's not easy for me at times to put all of that in the right box and I have my days and my nights of crying and sobbing and having grief that is so profound I can barely move. But the truth is underneath that grief there is an understanding that I have to forgive myself for all the things I think about myself when it comes to grieving. To let it be. To let it go. Not the grieving what I feel about it sometimes about myself. So that's my beginning of this month. As I face this month and for me, and you all have whatever you're facing this month, you all have the things that came up when I said, what do you need to forgive? Don't take it casually. Take it seriously. Take it spiritually. Take it to the point where you actually spend the time saying, I see you, I forgive you, and I've let it go. Because the minute you're able to do that, that's the day you can move on to remembering who you are. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.